The Tale of Edmund Markfields. Hi all, and welcome back to Actual Play, the podcast. Uh, I'm Sean Nittner, the uh, commentator of this podcast, and this is uh, Band of Blades, episode two, part one. Uh, Last session we ended with a back at camp scene after the first mission and the the, the grinning ravens talking all kinds of trash about how, uh, how awesome they were. So it was a delight to, uh, to send them on this next mission and uh, to see what they were really made out of um, and to realize the grinning ravens would become our, uh, our flagship squad, the, the one that we, we kept coming back to. We, we, we love the ravens. Um, we open up this session with Jen as the lore keeper giving, uh, telling us a story about how badly we lost at Mark Fields and her story is amazing. Um, and then we go into introducing all of our leader characters. So last, last session we started with our specialists and this time we get to learn about our leaders, the unstoppable commander, the frugal quartermaster, the fierce marshal and the ink stained lore keeper. Uh, so many of them are Zemyadi that just warmed my heart. Um, and then we jump into uh, the campaign actions. So Band of Blades um, follows a pattern that, that somewhat looks like Blades in the Dark, where you have scores and then downtime. And this you have uh, missions and then campaign phases. And during the campaign phase, each of the leaders, the, the, the commander, the marshal, etc., all have specific roles that they play. And as quartermaster... I got to start long-term projects. I got to have clocks, clocks on clocks on clocks on clocks. Uh, so I started this, uh, my first my first long-term project, Let Them Eat Tubers, the first of many. Um, and then we had a little free play, uh, and I hope you enjoy the very awkward commendation that uh, that Officer Zayanova gives the medic, Raya. It's real real uh real real awkward and then maybe a little flirting at the end which i thought was 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 great it might lead to something um after the campaign phase is over the commander picks a uh the commander sets a mission priority the gm gives them the missions available and then the commander picks a primary and secondary mission and we picked uh the primary mission primary mission western light uh to infiltrate carlsberg uh, although it's heavily occupied, and the grinning uh, and the grinning ravens are going on a, on this mission with us. Let's see how we do. Oh, before we get into the show, I have two other uh, caveats uh, that are warnings that I should what I should share early on. Um, the first one is that the show is a little bit longer than the last one. The first parts tend to be around hour hour and a half, but the second uh half tends to be closer to about two hours so every other episode since i'm releasing one part per episode uh is going to be on the longer side um so that's one thing to know the other thing is that this you may have already picked up on it from the last session but if not this is a kind of a grim uh sometimes somewhat gory uh uh game and and so there's a little there's a, so there's some details that uh, we don't dwell on them. I don't think we try to glorify them, but there are some, uh, you know, sort of grotesque elements. So just you know, consider undead uh, people being brought back to, from the living to 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 serve the Cinder King. Um, 
the the effects of war and and of death and and all sort of the horrors that come from that. So uh, just a, a a content warning in advance. Um, we try to be respectful and, and not overly uh, you know glorifying the gruesomeness, but there's some of it there. Uh, anyhow, I hope with with knowing that you enjoy mission two. Hello, and welcome to Actual Play, Band of Blades. I am Sean. I use he, him pronouns. I'm very excited to go on our second mission where things are going to get real, uh, real exciting, I'm sure. Uh, how about you, Jay? I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm a little scared, actually, for uh, this next mission. Yeah, you should uh, be. <laughs> I'm Jay. My pronouns are he, him. What about you, Misha? Hi, I'm Misha B. Uh, pronouns are she, her. Uh, I'm BG Gameworks on Twitter, and I am excited because I got to make a bunch of characters, and it's always fun. Uh, how about you, Jen? I am Jen Martin. I use she, her pronouns. I'm on Twitter at JenMartin80. And yeah, I got to write the tale of how bad we lost at Ed Martfield. So I'm real excited. What about you, Strash? So... Uh, as you folks will see, I am super pumped for this game. I actually spent the week thinking about it and rolling up missions and making uh, stuff, you know, resources for Roll20 and whatnot. So hopefully the uh, the excitement will uh, plus through. Um, so let's start with, uh, it's traditional that uh, each game is opened by a story told by our uh uh, lore keeper. And in this case, uh, the story you folks will hear today is exactly the story that Jen's talking about, which is the story of how badly the Legion lasted at Mark Fields. Uh, in the future, we may hear some recaps and then we'll dive right into games. So Jen, take it away. Sure. So this is the tale of Vet and Mark Fields. Recon told us to expect to be outnumbered five to one at Ed Mark Fields. It would be a challenge, but with Blackshot, it was odds we could beat. Recon was wrong. 50 undead for each one of us, a roiling, festering, moaning ocean of bodies. We had prepared a strategy, a plan, but what could we do? I saw a few rookies run when they saw Render, all seven terrifying feet of him. I don't blame them. My squad was doing okay, better than many. We cleared out hounds and rotters, but then a gutsack charged in from out of nowhere. Soldier Neen Katu ran at it knocking it over to save us, sacrificing herself to save me. We'd planned on getting married if we both survived the war. I will not let her sacrifice be in vain. I will carry the annals and never let her name be forgotten. I know now that we will never win against the Cinder King if we fight him head on. We expend our resources and our dead only fuel him and his armies. We must find another way to extinguish his power. Wow. That's some dark feels. That's some dark feels. Yeah. The first person on the list. Yeah. I know they technically don't go Do I put that one on the list? I didn't get the impression. Uh, you know what? You've named them and they are important in a story. I feel like if the Legionists remember their okay. name, the names you told about them, you can put one name on the list. I think that's that's all right. I'm cheating a little folks at home, but uh, it's my prerogative. Play it fast and loose here. You write game. cool stories, you get one name. That's the rules. <laughs> I, I feel like it's appropriate. It's I, I like that it's the first name on this Lord Keeper's list. I think that's real cool. It's a person that you were planning to marry if you both survived mm -hmm. the war. Damn. All right. Um, let's uh, let's 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 have a chat here. So, uh, folks who are viewing with us, folks at home, um, 
the last game ended with us doing a very quick um, Becky camp scene. And so traditionally what that means is that is a launch into the campaign phase. And in order to do the campaign phase, uh, everybody picks a role. So I'm just gonna give a uh, hot minute to everybody to introduce their role. And then we'll roll right through the campaign phase and just sort of like run through it. And we'll do a little bit of free play before we uh, um, end up jumping into the next set of missions. Uh, so uh, let's, uh, let's, let's take it away. Um, uh, we of course start with uh, the the Legion commander. So uh, Jay, do you want to you want to tell us a little bit about him real quick? Oh, commander, my commander, sir. I thought so. I thought the commander. Uh, so she very narrowly escaped last mission, right? Yep. Um, I think. Do I announce what the mission is? This mission? Or? No, no. Just just go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit, like uh, what is what is her heritage, some of her traits, uh, a word or two about her appearance, if you like. Uh, and then we'll just run through the list. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if we decided what her heritage was. I know she wasn't Bar Barton because I was. Um, I think... I'm pulling up my email. I don't think I decided what it was. Yeah, but you get to pick now. Well, if you, if, now? if you want to pick now, you can go ahead and pick now, and we can, we can ask some of the others and then do the commander last but not least, if that's okay. Uh, let's go with uh, Zimyadi. Oh, all right. We got lots of, all the Zemyadi are in charge. So, yep. Wow. Well, and I picked that looking at what we had, and I'm like, well, there's a lot of Zemyadi there. That might mean something. So There is, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think currently she's probably haggard looking because she narrowly escaped, uh, fell out of a tower. Uh, so I think she's kind of battered, a lot of bruised. Uh, I think she's kind of haggard. Uh, she might be coming to grips with, uh, is this, uh, is this still her job, right? Is this still the thing she wants to do? Uh, so she's got that faraway stare happening. Um, but everyone's looking to her to, to pull everyone together. To lead so. us, to tell us where to go. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, the Western I think, Front uh, is not a friendly place to hang out. Right. So she can't, uh, she can't falter. She can't stumble or hesitate right now everyone's depending on it awesome uh cool uh sean do you want to tell us about the quartermaster yeah sure the quartermaster i'm gonna switch over with uh with magic uh with obs magic our quartermaster is also a zemyadi uh he is uh let me pull up the version that i can actually view um Whoa, uh, look at all that art i that know right art. that's that's from jen that was jen's uh, wow. Pinterest board i pulled that off of yeah nice. he, he is um his reputation is of being frugal um and that is be that is because he is very resourceful he he we'll, we'll we'll see in our very first uh campaign phase how just how resourceful our quartermaster is uh and he's also kind of distant and haughty he uh keeps himself at a bit of a distance he has to be able to tell people like nope sorry you're not getting that aid you need uh and he kind of does it by being like by being a little distant a little haughty kind of laughs at things that maybe he shouldn't um and yeah, his, his look, as you could tell, his look is stylish. He has <laughs> some nice, uh, nice things appointed to him, some dyes that he used to color his hair. Uh, but he's been around. He's, he's served for a long time for Legion. Um, he is, he is uh, grizzled as well. Uh, he's got lots of, lots of war wounds. Um, and uh, he has one non-Legion personnel um, uh, whose name is uh, Viscount Alban the Mask. 
uh, a mercy who never removes his mask. Whoa. So, or many orites wear masks. That's a normal no, thing. It, yeah, they they actually very commonly do. They have very uh, fanciful masks. As a matter of fact, mask makers are very highly prized in their society, and they often wear uh, Venetian-style masks instead of uh, hats in their, yeah. in their culture. So, but this 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 orite never removes his mask. So that's, that's, that is our quartermaster and uh, his personnel. All right. Misha, you want to tell us about the marshal? Sure. Uh, the marshal is Marquesa Caterina Spignola. Ooh, uh, an all right. She, yes, she's an all right. Um, she has, uh, she's protective and fierce, uh, but she's always stylish and crisp in her, her look. Uh, so always neatly pressed and, and until you, you know, piss her off, in which case she goes all mama bear on you. So, uh, what else would you like to know? Uh, tell me a little bit about her marshalling style. Is she like stern? Is she... Uh, fair, stern but fair. Is she like aggressive? Like, how does she keep the troops uh, motivated and in line? She, she's like I said, she's very protective. So as long as you are listening, uh, she is a little stern. Uh, but as long as you're listening and doing what she says, she's your best friend. You don't listen, then you're you're gonna have problems. Understood. Understood. Uh, Wow, survivor of Edmark Fields, having seen Render with your own eyes. Uh, Jen, tell us about the Lorekeeper. Hmm? Well, the Lorekeeper is also Zemyadi. Oh! That's what I'm saying, we're so... Uh, so, uh, she has a reputation for being dedicated. Um, uh, they will pry this book out of her cold, dead hands. Uh, hopefully another really? uh, Legion member will, and then carry the book and put her in it. Um... She uh, is eloquent and curious, um, and her look is ink-stained. So she's she's always got like ink on her fingertips, and maybe she like smears it on her forehead sometimes. And yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, this is basically. Oh, let's get back, uh, Jay. You never finished telling us about your traits. So have you picked them? Are you ready? Yes, I did pick them, and I am ready, uh, and I have a name. Woohoo! Tell us about tell us about this. So her name is uh, Alika. Uh, I'm working out how the uh, the surname goes together. It's uh, Koleovich. Koleovich. Koleovna. If she's the lady, gotcha. Koleovich would be a, would would be a, a dude. That's all. Gotcha. All right. Uh, she is unstoppable. Stoic, but scarred. Unstoppable is the single best trait I've heard so far. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. I'm a fan of that one. All right. Uh, I'll and take she it. does not like to be called by her first name. I mean, I assume that most people call her Commander, right? That's correct. correct. Yeah, I mean, that is the appropriate uh, name to call the uh, title to use. That is correct. Nice. Awesome. Uh, cool. So we're just gonna, I'm gonna actually like run the bullet points here. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the first bullet point is time passes. Uh, when time passes, time increases by one and pressure increases by one. And the quartermaster has to spend one, one unit of food to feed the troops. All right. So uh, Jay, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I made one of your time clocks appear on the map. I, I did see that. Okay, cool. So you can right-click on it, uh, click on that multi-sided, choose a side, and then you can uh -huh. drag the picker over by one to add a tick. 
Mm, nice. Neat. Very cool. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Nice. There you go. Uh, okay, cool. So next up, uh, so pressure increases by one, uh, time increases by one, which you, you've done. And uh, Sean, have you marked off a food? I have marked off a food. Excellent. Uh, next up, we're going to do campaign action. So quartermaster, would you like to do your campaign actions? <laughs> I have to ask our Marshall a question. Marshall, what is our current morale? Our current morale is 10. Excellent. I don't think it's 10 yet. I think it's oh, It is actually. Yeah. What? Or it's not yet. It's it's nine. It's not yet. It's nine oh, right yes. now. Yeah. So we, it was seven to mm -hmm. start with. So and you gained uh, you gained two because uh, the first mission uh, boosted a lot of morale because you folks rescued the commander instead of. Right. And we are at nine. Starting at nine. Awesome. Well, the first thing I declare is a a little bit of liberty. Let's celebrate all of uh, our successes in rescuing the commander, both Zora's offensive and all of the people that were with her, as well as our daring specialists who went into the belly of the beast to rescue the commander. Everybody, please clear three stress. Stress. So uh, everyone who, if, if they want to remove three stress off their character, and our morale is going to go up two, but it caps at 10, so now our morale is 10. Uh, campaign action number two, since our morale start is high. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> we had to leave so many of our provisions behind. If we don't start farming now, we'll starve during the winter. Medic Raya Manabar, since you're not going to be stitching any wounds together with, while your shoulder heals, I need you to research the best way to assemble mobile farms so that we can take them, take them with us. I'm thinking potatoes, beets, carrots, parsnips, what have you. You'll find out what grows best and how we can keep the crops fertilized while on the road. I need you to make me a... Uh, I'm starting a long-term project called Let Them Eat Tubers. I love and it. Um, and uh, <laughs> since you're the only one with research, I'm calling yeah. on uh, our medic. I don't think your wound will apply in this case, but Strash, it's your call whether or not that. No, it, it does not. Uh, during downtimes in general, you can compensate for it unless it's something very obvious, like my arm is injured and I need you to use your arm to lift heavy things. <laughs> yeah. it's like... So if you can give me a, a research role, okay. Raya, uh, position. It doesn't, you can say whatever you want. It's a fortune roll. Um, so, oh, it's a fortune roll. Yeah. So there's no, there's no bad outcomes. The better you roll, the more progress we'll make on this project. And I'm also sending our teams of laborers to help you. So they're going to be doing the physical work uh, and, um, and uh, they're going to add one tick themselves. So. Okay. And I'm rolling two dice for my two research, correct? Yeah. If you just click on research, it should roll it. Okay. Well, I clicked on roll fortune because okay uh no problem fortune was not and with I us rolled terribly <laughs> it's okay a... there there's some hiccups you folks are on the march and life is difficult making huge progress is unlikely so sean your laborers will automatically do one tick because you have one laborers correct yep and in addition to that raya actually provides another tick so go ahead and adjust the clock to two there we go let them be tubers is up to two out of four uh, once this is complete, we'll have seasonal fruit at the end of every season, i.e. when the time clock fills, we will get a cartload of food uh, Neat. Made, made from these things. So uh, those are my quartermaster actions. I do have one free play scene I want to do with my character, but I'll do that after, after uh, when, when the time comes for that. Um, I think 
usually at this point is where uh, we would advance, right? And we know that after the first mission, you must advance. So uh, Jay will roll our advancement here. Do you want to do your free play before or after we advance? Um, we're probably making camp at, well, no, I guess we had a camp before. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it before. That's fine. Uh, in case you didn't notice, there is a handy dandy, tiny little camp, uh, yeah. camp, camp thing there. Actually. Oh, is that an icon? Are you going to move that around? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by, and by, am I going to move it around? <laughs> what you actually mean is, is Jay going to move it around? Because yeah. I am not the commander. Yeah. Right. Okay, I love this. This is gorgeous. <laughs> Production value. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, Officer Zyanova. Uh, sorry, Jan. I'm picking on you. All That's kinds. Um, Officer Zyanova finds uh, Mariah, and um, she looks and says, um, "How's your uh, How's your arm holding up?" Uh, it's it's swollen and it's pretty sore, but you know I'm still in one piece. That's very glad for that. It was very valorous. Uh, it was very valorous of you to go and save the commander. Uh, had she died, it would have been of great misfortune, but the mission would have still succeeded. But you saving her is, is was very brave. Thank you. And it's real obvious that she's very uncomfortable with this. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I want to read a person, but that's not the right game. Oh, you, uh, you, you actually, if you, if you really want to, you can go ahead. Uh, during downtime, we don't make action rolls unless there is a serious risk. But the way that you study a person is uh, you can roll some research unless you're trying to talk them out of it, then maybe sway or consort might work. Whatever you, whatever you think is appropriate, it's uh, it's your action, but you can totally read a person in this game. I yeah. would love to read this person. Sure. Go ahead, uh, give a roll. And it doesn't matter, like you can do it as a fortune roll or you can do it as a skill roll. You can just set the position and control it or something. It's fine. Ooh, a four. So she gets some information, Sean. Yeah, standard uh, information. What's your question, Jen? Um, I, what are you not saying, right? Like, like you know, you're you've clearly sort of invented this reason to talk to me, and you're clearly not saying something. Yeah. Thing. What I'm not saying is that I feel super guilty that I order the command to abandon you. Oh. Um, but I was like everyone else, book book the hell out of here. Yeah. Because um, and I think I'm getting there, but you might sense that that's going to happen and decide to cut it off or not. Like I, I, I am. I'm. I think I'm like. You, I kind of cut you off, and I'm like, you know, it's it's okay. Like, uh, you know, we all did what we had to do, and we accomplished the mission. So there's nothing that you need to feel bad about. Well, just the same. And uh, Shrash, I'm going to vent a little bit of Zemiati lore right now. Uh, okay. The Zemiati uh, massage and uh, and do physical therapy uh, through a, a through a, a system of a binding and compression. Mm. And they use like mesh to wrap their bodies up really, really tight so their muscles yeah. can relax and then they can kind of work on them. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Zyanova takes out this thin sort of, it's, it's made out of a, like a, 
it's made out of like some kind of plant matter. So it's kind of naturally sticky. Mm. This thin mesh, uh, this thin uh, sort of adhesive mesh that normally would be used in this thing, but it's clearly been like cut to be smaller and it's like sort of cut like punch, like there's a slit made in it. Mm. And she sort of holds it out and it kind of sticks to itself. It's kind of like saran wrap, you know, it's sort of hard to pull out, but she says just in the future, and Sarash, I'm assuming that because I get fine luxury items that I can I can say I have this. Is that fair? Yeah, sure. Cool. Sounds great. Um, she sort of holds it out. She holds it out and says, "If you don this, then next time maybe you can you won't have to remove your uh, talismans." And the idea is it'll like sort of cling yeah. over your shoulders, and it'll be like a mesh. You can still see them through it. But it'll like hold that. So and clearly, she's like destroyed this thing that you know she cared about. Like, and it's not really nicely cut because she doesn't necessarily yeah. matter. But it, it'll, it, but it should go around your shoulders and like your necklace and all this area will have this like thin mesh. You can, and so she just sort of like holds it out, kind of weakly, like. I, I can, could, I'm, I'm really I excited about this. You. Thank you I, so much. That's so sweet. Oh, that just makes it even worse. Um, <laughs> And I think she sort of awkwardly puts it on you because you can't really, with your arm in yeah. a sling, it's probably yeah. really hard to like pull something over your head. Mm -hmm. So she's like, that way next time you don't have to make that hard decision. And oh yeah, that's that's my scene. So you basically like, made kinesthesiology tape for for. Uh... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> plus KT like, tape. Exactly. I mean, it's learning maybe. So What's that? fine. I said plus maybe subtext flirting. Plus maybe if if so very <laughs> awkward flirting. I love it. It's great. Uh, it's everything I want from the symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> awkward flirting plus KT tape. Yes, yes, let's go with that. Yeah, I thought for a long time about why I would have some mesh. I, I, well, it's uh, like so, somebody thanks you and you're just like, oh, this makes it even worse. I was like, no, <laughs> in character. All right. Yeah. Um. Cool. Let's uh. Uh, does anybody else have a free placing they want to do? Nope. If so, it's time to advance the Legion. So uh, traditionally, uh, the Legion would advance by rolling pressure, but uh, Zora is uh, got this ability called Star of the Dawn. And what happens is she actually rides at the head of the Legion and she like generates that, that, that halo and draws the Sword of Fire. And essentially, like, when the undead attempt to stop you folks from advancing, she, like, charges them first and, like, clears the path. So the power allows you to roll pressure always as if it were one lower. And in this case, uh, that means that you'll you'll roll pressure zero. So if you want to give me a, a fortune roll uh, at zero dice, Jay, uh, that'll determine how much time it takes for you folks to advance. All right. <clears throat> Uh, is that on the uh, commander sheet? Uh, it, it, yeah, actually, if you open any character sheet, like uh -huh. if you open like a character sheet, like a, like an actual like playbook, and right. you look underneath the the stats, it just says like roll fortune. You can just okay, click on, all right. I've been advance, give it zero dice, and yeah. let it let it roll. There you go. So. Uh, unfortunately, you. that's actually a very good roll even for, for zero dice. So zero dice, you take the lowest result. In this case, that's a four. So you're going to get two ticks of time. It's going to take you two ticks of time to actually land at the Western Front, cross the Tigeria, and, and, and stabilize the whole legion there. Uh, so go ahead and, and drag your little 
command tent over to 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 the western front and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit uh, about mission generation it's so cute it's really cute <laughs> i don't know why i'm getting like hung up on all right, you may have to change the Z order there to bring it to the front. Otherwise, I have to offset it. Uh, I, I can mm, put it to the right. Yeah, put a little to the right, and then uh, let me see if I can two fronts. Go ahead. There you go. Now, nice. There you go. Very slick. Uh, so you can put it. It's pretty clearly there. It's pretty good. That's not. Yeah, working. it's fine. You put it on it. You can put it next to it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so uh, let me let me tell everybody a little bit about the Western Front. Cool. Uh. Is everything little... quiet? Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, I appreciate the pun, though. Uh, uh, so let me see if I can find the... Uh, yes, three years ago, uh, a big Aldermani battle against the Cinder King's troops happened here. Uh, and more recently, the armies of the Eastern Kingdoms had built their fortified camp structures here before advancing to Edmark Fields. Uh, the main fortification of the front is the previous army's rear camp. At night, you can still see the orange reflection of the still-burning city of Carlsberg, the old capital of Aldermark, on the clouds above it on the horizon. A few soldiers hold out behind makeshift walls, pits, and barricades, most barely holding it together, with a few having fully given up. There's a few days' worth of supplies remaining for the handful of people left in the fort, with lots of talk in the shadows of abandoning the camp entirely. In the surrounding areas, undead have been crossing the Tigeria in increasing numbers. They test the camp defenses under the cover of darkness, looking for a weakness to exploit. A brutal and cunning intelligence underlies their movements, looking to cut off your avenues of escape. Uh, so that's the, uh, that's the, the, the uh, story of the Western Front. Uh, other things that are important to note, uh, the only mission types that are available here are assault and recon. There's not a ton of good places to resupply. Um, it's assets rating is zero for the quartermaster. And uh, the only place that you can advance is Plainsworth. Each location also has uh, some, uh, uh, some special rules. And so uh, the special rules for the Western Front is that the area remains marginally fortified and is a good place to regroup before pushing on. Uh, oh, uh, whoops. Where's my special rules text? Oh, One moment. Uh, let me see here. Uh, there is a... Uh, there is a... a, a there, oh, there it is. Um... When you, uh, yeah, when you advance, you add plus one D to your pressure roll. Uh, the undead here are plentiful and they move to cut off all paths of egress from the front. And the troops that remain at this fort are shell-shocked and have trouble processing what's going on. Uh, you can bring them along, but they're in no shape to fight. Uh, the quartermaster may make a four clock long-term project to feed and rehabilitate them. Uh, when it's complete, the marshal may add up to five rookies to the legion. So those are the, the two special rules for the Western Front. Now, um, I have uh, 
I have already asked Jay this and, and made appropriate roles, but we're going to go through it just so that everyone sees kind of how it works. This is where I, as the GM, uh, perform my primary role, which is generating missions. And I say, Commander, what types of missions would you like to prioritize during this uh, mission phase? Uh, so I think I picked Westlake as our primary mission. Uh, wait, before we do that. Uh, before that was missions for generate. Assault or recon as your as your mission types that you're looking for. Gotcha. We, I went with recon. Recon right. is right. So uh, for those of you watching, there are four types of missions. The two that we really want to talk about right the second, you'll see additional ones once we hit Plainsworth, but the two that we want to talk about right now is uh, assault missions, which raise morale and usually have targets like blowing up uh, important uh, undead resources or killing very large undead creatures and uh, recon missions, which are intel gathering missions. Now, uh, those of you that are in Twitch, you have the exclamation uh, mission command if you wanna actually read the missions along with us. And this is where uh, I, I, would, I would actually present a mission briefing to folks, but I'm only going to present the primary mission briefing here in a second. Uh, so Jay, um, do you wanna tell us which mission you have selected as primary, which is the one that we're gonna play through tonight, and which one you've selected as secondary, uh, which is the one that we'll resolve with just an engagement roll, and then which one we're just not going to do and we're just going to take the penalty on. Uh, sure. I chose Westlake as our primary mission. Western Light? Yeah. Should be the top uh, Western one. Light. Uh, yes, Western Light, sorry. Perfect, no problem. There is a Westlake on the map. I don't blame you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, <clears throat> our second mission was, uh, I'm trying to pull the email up, it was Emerald. Emerald Peak? Peak. Yes. Oh, okay. And I don't remember the third mission. Viridian Citadel, but there we can we can totally skip it. I'm going to post the link here in our chat for our, our little video so that you have them handy to, to look at. So uh, for those of you that are, are playing along in chat, I'm just going to give the, the little mission briefing that we have here. Uh, we have chosen a wildly difficult mission. Uh, so in case you uh, missed the description in Westlake, uh, you can still see the orange glow from the city of Carlsberg burning. Uh, so from the capital three years ago, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still on fire. Um, so the Cinder King did something to it, lit it on fire, and it just hasn't stopped burning for a while. Um, so yeah, the, the the clouds are still still shimmering uh, with that orange glow of the the, the flames inside it. Uh, there are those that mention that there is a place in the middle of Carlsberg where Render himself was broken, which is an entire city plot that's covered in nothing but soot, except for the body outline of, of Render on the ground, curled into a fetal position. Um, and this is, this, is, this is the seven-foot black armor-clad monstrosity that destroyed hundreds of Legion members, so just bear that in mind. Um, Operation Western Light, this is a recon mission, and I will point out that it has the tag of glory, because anybody that pulls this off has done something super glorious, and Zora's super keen on that. Um, so, uh, yeah, one of the more dangerous missions the Legion has ever proposed. Take only volunteers. Not everyone may make it back. A spy has sent a message indicating that Render has not yet forded the Tigeria. Nigeria is uh, the very large river separating the Western, uh, the Western Front from um, Edmark Fields and Carlsberg. Um, Render has not himself yet forded the Tigeria. One of the units of uh, his knights has a chapter house inside the old Aldermani capital of Carlsberg. 
Rendezvous with the spy, infiltrate the chapter house, find information on his plans, tactics, and troop deployments. It's a two-day hard march to the city. Carlsberg is well behind enemy lines, and the Legion cannot support you when you're that far out. Uh, it is a bold tactical decision, but the prize is also great. Uh, be advised that our spy notes that these knights may still be living. So uh, not, not, you, you may not just be facing undead here. Uh, so mission rewards, uh, intel directly from the Black Oak leadership is invaluable uh, and it's worth three intel. And uh, uh, this is a mission of opportunity, so there's no penalty to skipping it. But uh, of course, everybody chose to go on the super hard mission. Uh, so this is the point of the game uh, where we ask Misha, uh, Misha, who is being sent on this mission? And uh, would you be so kind as to assemble and make the engagement roll? Sure. So uh, we are sending the grinning ravens on this mission because, you know, burps. Uh, and, and I will always choose ravens whenever I have to. I even chose a raven-themed glass for tonight's. <laughs> uh, just, just so that everyone remembers, this was the crew that talked real big. And uh, big, Jay's character big pointed trash out, talking. big <laughs> trash talking. And Jay's character big. pointed out that they will volunteer for the next mission, no matter what it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, here they are. Just saying, this this might have a, 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 a potentially have been them, you know, selling wolf tickets that now they're having to cash. So our crew of grinning ravens, uh, we have crimson rising tide, gray wafting smoke. Chevalier Ignacio Montoya, Marchioness Flavia Tarada, and Iranova Borievnovna. Iranova right. Borievnovna. That's actually pretty good. So, uh, so those are our gritting ravens. Uh, Gave you a little gritting ravens uh, squad icon there. Nice. Come on. Ooh, spiffy. Spiffy, spiffy. Extremely spiff. Yes. Oh, is it on the wrong layer? Oh, no, it's there. I'm just, it's my, my screen is a little big. Oh, uh, it's okay. Uh, so yes, they are going to go. All right. So I have one more shenanigan to do here. Uh, so I'm going to grab a couple things real quick. And do that. <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, it's troop movements for the bad guys. Oh. Uh, so what you're looking at is uh, red indicates Render's troops. Uh, Render himself is located in the city of Carlsberg. Um, that's where the majority of his troops are still stationed. Uh, for those of you, the Lord Keeper told this story, so uh, I will just remind everyone one detail. Render's line troop is people that are that they have uh, large metal plates bolted into them. Uh, they're undead, but they, they're actually pretty armored. Um, consequently, they don't move too fast. Uh, they're not the fastest of the undead. Uh, they're durable. They're extremely fearsome, but they're not—they're not super super quick. Uh, the green arrow indicates Blighter's movement. So the other two missions, uh, Ver uh, Viridian Citadel and Emerald Peak, uh, both actually reference Blighter. Blighter somehow managed to ford the Tigeria in the north. Uh, she's taken over uh, the town of Grachenheim, and. Um, the Legion had additional missions to either assault the town and break her fortified position or to go through the mountains and try and find a path around uh, that may allow them to, to you know, do that. So uh, Jay has chosen the mountain path scouting mission as the second mission, and we'll deal with that later. But this is just so that everyone understands sort of like 
the war story and sort of what the theater of war looks like. We actually see like the undead armies and like oceans and I'll keep updating their paths and positions as time passes. Um, so that's that. Um, cool. So Misha, you're the uh, marshal. Would you take it away with the uh, engagement role? Oh wait, oh, right. uh, which lists are going on the mission? You mentioned the rookies and the... Uh, ah, yes. Uh, so... Da, 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 da. Um, of our specialists, um, our medic, I think, needs a little more time to recover. Yes? Uh, she... she uh... If she goes on the secondary mission, then there's there could be downside, but it's it's safer to send her on the secondary mission. All right. Uh, so then, Metali, our cynic, our Barton heavy, uh, Cobalt Raging Blaze, our Penyar scout, Sergeant Zayanova, our Zimyadi officer, and Contessa uh, you, Victoria. You can Azura. only send you can only send two specialists ah, two unless. Specialists. And okay. a medic, and or a medic. So it's two specialists in a squad or a standard mission deployed. The medic is optional because they have an ability called attaché that allows them to blom onto any mission, essentially. Uh, gotcha. Then I will choose for the recon mission um, our scout, uh, who's Cobalt Reading Blaze, and... The sniper you just made the is... The sniper, yeah, is the other I would choose. Okay, so the scout and the sniper and the ravens are going on the mission. Is that what I caught? Yes. And was that a yes or a no on the medic? Just real quick. No on the medic. We'll send right, the cool. medic on the secondary. Sounds good. Um, um, oh, I just realized a, a complication. We may need to send the scout. Uh, you need either a scout or a sniper on each recon mission, and we're doing two recon missions. Mm. Ah, so gotcha. We may need to okay. send one of them on the secondary mission. I mean, you don't need it, but we get a penalty on our engagement roll, and that engagement roll is everything on the secondary Gotcha. Mission. All right, uh, then we will send the sniper on this one and the, well, no, we'll send the scout on this one and the sniper on the secondary. Uh, so the, let's send the officer on the primary. Okay. Zynova. That's okay. actually super cool. All right. Uh, so Misha, um, you can do this however you want, but you can tell, you can, you can talk to folks, you can decide on your own, whatever, but uh, it's also your job to say who's playing whom. Ah. Yeah, you get, you get to pick all the characters. And be oh, like, that's I want to play, play my character, or I want to play your, you know, the character you made. Yeah, or does anybody, I be, does anybody want to play charge. a character they did not play last time? Uh, I, mean, I have to, but I'm cool with it, so it's fine. Yeah, some two of us will be playing rookies, no matter what. Yes, I so. have no preference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, then uh, I will play the scout. Okay. Yes, and uh, Sean will play the officer, uh, okay. and then we have our crew of Raven rookies. Uh, I will let you choose which two you wish to play, because I am a magnanimous marshal, as long as you stay on my good side. Thank you, marshal. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will get more XP for the scout if you send this one, but uh, the sniper has all their stress. Uh, if if you want if you want stress battery, eh, it, it's your character to play. So I true. Um, uh, yeah, we we don't actually play out the secondary mission, right? Right. We just okay, make one yeah, roll. We'll swap that. We'll do the scout on the second and the sniper on the first. Uh, so 
uh, are all on the mission of sworn to the Legion. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Did the commander spend an intel to give us foresight and intel? An info, sorry. Commander, did you spend intel to give us foresight and info? Uh, I did if we have it. You do not. You're about to get some, but you start with zero. Is everyone on the mission a specialist or soldier? No, alas. We have two of these. We have the whole uh, squad, right? We have, we have. Yes. Yeah. But they're all rookies, so not soldiers. Uh, does any soldier distrust or not fear the leadership enough to to obey orders on the battlefield? I'm going to say no, because they're rookies, so they shouldn't be that bad. Uh, no. Uh, this usually is a question that comes up after later something yeah. happens. Okay. Uh, you'll Something's... see it after a command sends people into disastrous missions. <laughs> it's just gotcha. Uh, are any required specialists or equipment not on the mission? Uh, that is no. And uh, this is a scouting mission. So, did the quartermaster spend horses to equip the mission? So, Marshall, I have a question. Sure. Where would you like me to send the horses? We have two recon <laughs> missions, and only so many horses. Uh, I could send it on either one. For this mission, we get to play out. So if we roll and we roll poorly, our, we have to play our characters through it. Um, the other mission, it's just an engagement roll. Um, I could spend it on both, but then we're very low on horses. Uh, what, 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 how are you feeling about our odds right now, Marshall? Uh, we're at... Let's send them on this one. Okay. Uh, is anybody starting with a heavy load? I'm going to say no. <laughs> yep, I am not. All right, so then we have... All right, so I'm going into the quartermaster sheet, and I'm going to spend a horse on this one. I may spend it on the other one, too. Uh, That's up to you. The marshal yeah. doesn't get to govern the quartermaster's expenditures. Yep. Right. But... We're, we're collaborating. No, no, you should. You should definitely collaborate. If you don't, it gets nasty real fast. Well, here's the thing, is that normally I would totally just, this is a metagame thing. Normally I would probably not spend horses on a on a primary mission, because I'm like, well, whatever position we're in is fine, but this mission is going to be rough. And yeah, not starting I mean, it desperate is worth the horses, I And think. we only have one other die so far, so we kind of yeah. want that second Also, die. mechanically, it's a two-day walk. So uh -huh. I'm going to say that within the narrative, there's a, re a reason to say, like, we might be able to do it faster if we're on horseback, right? Like, I, I will accept that. You know, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot to spend, but I, I think it's worth it. So yeah, okay. spending right. them horses. So we have two dice. Yeah, we do. That's about <laughs> as good as we're going to get. Yep. That's, not, that's actually a pretty decent engagement roll for Band of Blades. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, you really, you can't get, without special abilities and yada, 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 you, it's pretty hard to get any higher. <laughs> there are ways to, there's a ways to build for it, but it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, once we have normal. Intel. Two is actually pretty good. Usually you get one die and yeah. you see what the face inside, so. Yep. All right. So uh, what am I clicking on to actually Just roll? Just do a fortune roll for two dice. All right. Off of any character sheet. Gotcha. Yeah. 
For notes, is that two? <laughs> Not 32, that would be a lot more. Four, risky position. <laughs> awesome. Not uh, that second so, time is worth it. Yeah. So let's uh let me let me show you a uh let me let me do a thing. <laughs> what? Oh man, what is this? What? <laughs> wow. What are those little numbers? What is oh that? God, so uh, there's there's cool. a legend at the bottom right. You can you can what? Uh, legend. Yeah. What? Oh You're a legend. <laughs> Actually, uh, a lot of praise should go to my other half of, of Golf Guard Games, uh, John LaBeouf Little. Uh, I, I've I like been wildly busy this week, and this is actually John's work. So uh, uh, if, if, if any praise, I, I'll take the praise, but it's not actually truly mine. <laughs> so John actually jumped in because I was like, I can't make it, buddy. And he's like, I got you. So thank you, John. John's in Thank chat right John. now. Yeah. Can I give him some love? All right, I'm trying to zoom in, and as usual, Roll20 is being a butt. That's okay. So Take your time. Uh, but chat, this, is, this is where I started talking to you folks. So uh, if you remember, as part of the mission briefing, uh, there was a, a scout, uh, a spy. Uh, you're, so you're, you, there is a spy master in the fiction, even though you folks are not playing the spy master. Um, so I think it's, a, it's actually a, a, a Panyar woman. Uh, because I'm going to go with the canonical one, because why not? Uh, there's a, a Panera woman who has uh, uh, serpent markings on the backs of her hand, uh, hands, and she, um, she shows up and she actually spoke to the command staff. And uh, when you folks decided to uh, actually do the mission, uh, she sent a bird out. And as you folks were approaching the city, uh, you saw a smoke flare go up inside it where the spy basically set off like a... I was here or I am here kind of like marker. And so uh, for those of you looking at the map, uh, the actual um, the, uh, the signal flare is number 11, which is right around the center of town. Now, there's a catch there. Uh, so the north half of town is uh, mostly occupied by Render's troops. Um, and the south half of town is actually more densely populated by others. And the center of town has a very high population of dead. So this is where I uh, look at all of you before I tell you what the risky position is. And I say, how are you folks getting into town? How, how are you approaching this? So uh, an officer was sent on this mission, which means that usually I would say, Misha, since you're the marshal, you get to decide who's in charge of the mission. But whenever you place an officer on a mission, whoever is the officer gets to be in charge of the mission. Uh, so Sean, uh, you're stuck. And uh, you get to tell me how are how are you folks getting into town? What's the what's the rough plan here? Go ahead, Jay. Right. Oh no, he's the officer, so I'm assuming he has to answer. So I mean, I'm not saying you can't contribute here. <laughs> yeah. I have an idea, but uh, okay. So Strash, um, it was considered relatively remarkable that Blighter Ford forded the river, right? Uh, at the speed that she that she did, yes. Okay. Um, her, her, she has horrors and, uh, they're pretty big. Like they weigh a lot. So somebody did some architectural voodoo. That's like a lot faster than people anticipated. Cause the undead tend to solve things with brute force and stubbornness more than they do with like 
cleverness and technical know-how. So yeah. go ahead. So the Breaker, however, is known for having very heavily armored troops, and we haven't seen him ford any rivers. So I'm wondering what the waterways are like. I think we may be... Before we start, I forgot one step. Yes. Uh, Jay, you have some Intel questions, and even at Intel Zero, you can oh, ask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You can ask a question. Thank you. Uh, do you have those? Do you have the book handy by any chance? I do. Awesome. Uh, so the commander question should be on page one twenty one. Okay. And the zero Intel questions are in the top left hand corner. One twenty one. Mm-hmm. Zoom, zoom, zoom. There it is. Okay. Uh... Okay, there it is. Ah, beautiful. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, me too. Uh, what are two approaches we could use here on a mission? Awesome. Uh, how handy that you ask that. Uh, so the, yeah. two, the two approaches that you could uh, possibly try here are um, you could either, either do like uh, a river approach where you essentially like get in a boat right. and try and slip by a lot of the defenses by just like letting it flow downstream. So many people have died in, in like the surrounding areas that it's not super hard to find a boat in any direction. Now there's a downside to this because you have to go actually uh, to the west. Most of the rivers in here flow into the Tigeria eventually. Okay. Um, so you'd have to circle the town and then come back into it, which makes it awkward for getting your horses on the way out. Right. Um, that's the downside of that. The other thing that you could try to do is um, I'm going to, I'm going to, point with a little arrow here. Actually, let me see if I can find a, a color. Oh, that's because it's set on my color. <laughs> there we go. That should work now. There we go. Can you see the giant red arrow? I do not. I do not. All right, I let me see not. if I can switch to... How about now? Ah, yes. yes now we yeah, can. Excellent. I was on the wrong layer. Uh, that explains it. All right. So over here, this is mostly farmland, as is this region over here. This is city proper, right? Uh, and, and these things are like city walls. This is actually the inner city wall. It's like where the keep and, and Carl lived uh, in this area over here. So um, one of the things that you can do is actually try and come up through the farmland and look for some uh, one of the positions on the outskirts and actually do forays into town from there afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are, the, those are the two approaches you can do. The farmlands are... They have patrols, but you can see them from a distance out. This is not a heavily forested region to the south. There's more wooded areas to the north. Um, but you can actually, like, as long as you're going slowly and your scouts are observing, um, you can, like, sneak towards, like, the outskirts of town and be the equivalent of suburbs, uh, you know, like, as you're heading in. Uh, those, are, those are two approaches. All right. Uh, thank you, Commander. So Officer Zayanova says, um, we, we're going to need our horses on the way out. Um, we may very well be hauling ass, and we don't want to have to backtrack. We're going to go up through the farmlands. Uh, the undead, uh, we saw last time that uh, off the uh, soldier Mandabar re released a horse that had been left alone in the stables. The undead clearly don't have interest in animals. Um, 
they may not, our horses may not be endangered if left alone. Um, and therefore, uh, we should hopefully be able to get back to them uh, when we retreat. I want us to, of course, approach cautiously and try to find a place that we can, uh, a, a base that we can dig into. And therefore, if we need to make multiple recon missions, we can we can fall back to that. Awesome. So, um, in good news, uh, this is eerie, right? Because you folks are riding towards this town, and there's this um, this this almost like pillar of smoke coming up from it, right? Like it's not that that the smoke is super dense, like the the the, the fire is super active. It's just that it happens so much that it's like layered itself that there's always this constant haze about town. Um, and as you're riding towards it, it is creeptastic because you folks have, you're used to the Eastern Kingdom. So when you approach a large city, there's like outskirts, there's all sorts of people that live in the shadows of the walls. You know, there's bazaars. You see people bringing carts to trade, even driving through farmland, you know, you'll see like lots of wildlife and like animals everywhere and things like that. And here it's, it's all quiet. The houses sometimes have broken windows. Uh, every once in a while you see something like, there's one point where you see a large uh, blackened tree with bodies stuck on its branches. It's so clear of that one. Uh, and yeah, like it's, it's just, it's a lot of like real cautious riding and a lot of glancing and a lot of like seeing, like this is now summer and obviously crops have been planted because they, you know, surprise, Cinder King was not part of the, everyone's plans. You know, every once in a while, you see like that that hip waist wheat uh, with uh, you know undead like looking around it, or like you'll you'll see some like crouched on scarecrows observing you know the countryside. Uh, you largely avoid them, uh, and you sort of approach the city. Uh, uh, like, is your plan to set up your base camp just outside or just inside the city walls? Just outside. I want to be in the farmlands where we can leave the horses, and presumably they'll look to. Undead, hopefully they'll be unnoticed to the living. They'll look like horses hanging around and in the wood, you know, in, in the farmland rather than in the city. All right, cool. So I'm just gonna like point south point of five, probably. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in this region that uh, you folks find. Uh, I'm gonna say that it's a it's a former inn uh, that's in still relatively decent shape. Like it doesn't look like it, it itself has burned significantly at all. And uh, the the reason that you select it is uh, you can um, there is a, there's a place to stable your horses nearby. Like there's like a like a stables in the back that is somewhat hidden out of view, so like your horses aren't just like obviously in front in the street. Nice. And also uh, the bottom floor can be cut off for the most part. Like you can barricade like the staircase so that you don't get like surprise and dead in the morning. Um, in any case, uh, this is this is where we push forward, and uh, I, I tell you, uh, what is your plan for actually like getting past the city wall and heading towards where the uh, the signal flare is? Uh, what is our plan for getting past the signal wall? City uh, wall, I, yeah. City wall. I mean, I think we have to see what their like guard level is looking like. I assume that it's not very high because um, it's not like anyone's ever come in here. But nevertheless, we're going to try and monitor their. Um, their their 
whatever guards they take and then um, find a hole in that and, and, poke, and poke through. In terms of how we're actually going to get there, uh, none of us are in heavy load, so I'm I'm expecting that we're keeping real real low and then belly crawling our way in um, uh, to the actual city itself, staying underneath, out of sight, like in the brush. So uh, the city wall proper uh, is uh, as you approach it, you see like the gates, and the gates are shattered apart. It looks like some some incredible force hit them and like melted them forward, right? Uh, and you remember stories that three years ago, the Cinder King himself knocked on the doors of Carlsberg. Uh, you thought that it was a metaphor, but you're not really sure anymore because it looks like the metal's still glowing, and that's not normal. Um, so yeah, go ahead. So I noticed the waterways, uh, mm-hmm. they kind of run right by where the signal flare is. Yeah, they do. Right. Uh, I don't know how well developed the city is. Maybe we could take advantage of the waterways. Maybe there's some tunnels or uh, probably pipe drains that kind of stuff right that we could you know from the waterway into and bypass bypass all a fan of the like we belly crawl up to to stay real low into the bush then we get we get to the waterway we get into the water and uh you know find the like water level that's just above you know that's low um you know that we can we can march through yeah i'm all for it cool uh, is that the plan? Yeah. Awesome. It. When are you doing this? What time of day? Do we know when the undead are most active? Undead are active 24-7, but <laughs> as far as you know, uh, they're, they, they don't have non-inhuman eyesight unless they're a specific kind of undead. Like, they don't have, like, special senses. So, like, when you, when you see, like, a shambler, like, if you see a burned, which is one of uh, Breaker's normal troops... Uh, which basically look like like people that that have wild hair and like their bodies look like they've been uh, like blackened. Uh, so like when you see them, they shamble about, but like they have eyes and they have ears, right? So like for the most part, it looks like they're looking. Like if you're right behind them, they don't just like magically know you're there. Uh, so going in at night will make it more difficult for you to spot them, but also more difficult for them to spot you if you go in during the day you'll have an easier time spotting them, but they will be able to see you at normal human distances, so like down the road and stuff. Right. What I will tell you is that they, they outnumber you by a ridiculous margin. Like yeah. there's there's so, thousands in here. Yes. So uh, while we may not see any individual one of them, we're going to see the masses of them better than they're going to see the few of us. So we're going to go in. Uh, I think we're going to go in right like at dusk when the setting sun and the um oh i know what we're gonna do which which way is west nice all right i don't know which way you pointed show me oh it's it's, it's left it's the north, north should be straightforward it's like up right okay standard map formatting all right so we're gonna we're gonna bank we're gonna actually go up and sort of bank left we're gonna bank west and then we're gonna enter from the west side of five Okay, so you're, you're planning on doing going this route. Yes. Yeah, we're going to okay. go into dusk when the sun is behind us. So anybody looking at us is going to be looking into the sun. All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, you, you, you folks actually have a little bit of a hike to prep, and then you're going to probably drop this direction and, yeah. and go that way. Exactly. All right, cool. So uh, this is the scenario. You folks, uh, 
you know, you, you, you drop into the river, you're, you're staying to the banks. Um, I have to tell you that it's a, a little bit like uh, the Seine in, in France, which is to say that the river is actually in a channel and there's like cobbles alongside the sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's oftentimes like little staircases that go down to like where the normal river level is. You can see markings on the walls, like sometimes the river rises. Um, but like in general, like the, the river's a little inset, right? Like it's not obvious. It's not like ground level for everybody. Um, so yeah, you folks drop down, you know, and you're like walking along like uh, the, the very edge. Uh, the river is somewhat deep. Uh, it's not like, you know, hundreds of feet or some nonsense, but it's, it's, it's really not like shallow. It's, it's, it's pretty deep. Uh, so like you can, you can walk along the walkways and you can like sort of like pull yourself along the sides, but it's not, it's not real steady more than a, a foot or two past the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're doing this uh, and you're, you're, you're actually getting pretty far along, uh, which is you're, you're right around here, roughly where the bridge is and everything. And then uh, you actually see uh, a unit of troops on the bridge above you, right? And they haven't noticed you. Uh, are you folks familiar with what a heartless is? I mean, Sean is, but why don't you tell us for the uh, audience at home? Awesome. So uh, there is a unit of about 10 people total. Uh, One of them is clearly in charge. It's maybe like 10 to 12 feet tall. uh, And it has this this strange, over large metal helm made out of this this black metal. Uh, And it has uh, chain mail from its hips down, like as almost like a skirt. Uh, so it, it tinkles when it walks, and it, it's got two massive, like, over-large axes on its back, but its chest, uh, like, right down to, like, about the belly button from, like, the neck to the belly button is bare, and it's got a huge hole where its heart should be. It's called, like, it's called a heartless, literally. Like, that's what the soldiers named them. They don't, there's no formal name for them. It's not like someone has, like, a, a nomenclature or classification that is popularized yet. Uh, but it's walking on the bridge with about uh, half a dozen of those uh, metal-plated uh, 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 render troops. And on its hips, uh, it has a belt. And off of that belt, there's chains. And these chains are attached to people uh, that have had their eyes sewn shut. And they, 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 they're, uh, they seem to be sniffing the air and walking on all fours. They've got, like, spikes wow. and, and, and stuff <laughs> driven into them. Yeah. Uh, so... They haven't noticed you. You folks are, like, below the bridge, like, at the water level. And, like, as you're advancing, uh, you know, like, they're, they're above you. So, like, this is a very dangerous place to make a hell of a lot of noise because, like, there's this whole unit ready to pounce. And for the most part, it seems to be fine until you realize that your path forward is covered in bodies. Uh, like, someone has created an artificial dam in the river, and uh, my question to you is, how do you want to get past it? Because like that's that's kind of where you know the route leads. So, this is your risky position, just in case uh, it was unclear from the engagement role. I have a clarifying question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you say that the waterway is filled with bodies. Yeah, is, yeah. Is it is it there? Is the water still enough that there's not caught that? Like, what's the effect? Is the water fl- trying to flow in there for the bodies and goes over them for a bit? But there's enough that you can actually see them, like, kind of rippling inside slash above the waves, waves a little bit. Right. But, like, 
as the water hits it, it goes over and you're guessing that they're not like a perfect dam. So like it might slip through in the middle regions as well, but it's right. not moving real fast. It's kind of super sluggish here. Yeah, right. So it's not a super tight fit. That is what you're saying. There, there's Correct. some wiggle room in there. The water is the water is still flowing. It's just uh, having to make its way through cracks. Yep. Um, awesome. The cracks are people. Yeah, those cracks are spaces it's made of people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's the plan? I think, first, I think first I throw up. Um, then. <laughs> no, don't breathe. The hounds uh, notice us on our breath, so we yeah. should all hold our breath. Yeah, we should hold our breath. <laughs> Which we probably want to do for the smell anyway. And we should. We sh okay. So here's the thing of water, or anything flowing, is that when it goes through narrow spaces, it has to go faster. Uh, that's, you know, when, you, when you're spraying a hose and you pinch it, it sprays. Fluid dynamics. Fluid <laughs> dynamics, right? So what that means is that the small spots where the water is slipping through the bodies is actually where the water is going the fastest as it's squeezing through and the top is just sort of trickling. So that's where we're going to go. We're going to go underneath and we're going to just try and push our way through. We're going to hold our breath and we're going to hope that this, that this dam is not too deep like to like that there it's just a pile of them and not like going on and on and on and on and on because if it was going on and on and on and on i think the water would just stop like it wouldn't have been able to make it through we, we would see it building up eventually enough bodies would just stop so uh the the advantages of going underwater are the hounds can't smell us breathe we don't make a lot of noise we're not visible that's about it everything else is bad <laughs> all the rest of these things are terrible uh, out of curiosity, does there happen to be a bell tower nearby? Um, let's make a fortune roll. There are a fair number of churches in Carlsberg. The Aldermani are known for their somewhat, uh, you know, serious adherence to religion. So I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it two dice. Let's let's uh, let me let me take a quick look. survey says five uh yeah there's five is means yes there's a bell tower within sight sir we we, we could uh distract them a bit and maybe throw them off our scent i could totally hit that bell from here I'm listening. <laughs> Are you objecting to the plan? No, I'm uh -oh. just trying to give uh -oh. us an additional assistance with the plan. I see. I appreciate it. My concern is anything that we, any noise that we make is going to alert them that something is different. Uh, I'm, are there ambient noises right now, Josh? Is there sounds of animals, the fire burning? Like what's the level yeah, of it? Um, the air is hazy, so they can't see you super clearly at any distance. Um, you see the occasional piece of ash, like snow falling through the air. Um, as you get above the river level, like the ash becomes cinders. So you'll see like a glint of red fire floating. Um, it's kind of impressive that, uh, Isha, are you playing the scout? Yes. 
Uh, well, it's not that impressive because your scout is super keen-eyed, but uh, yeah. uh, it, it is actually kind of impressive that the scout picked out a bell tower out of this. Uh, this sorry, mess, sniper, right? not scout. Sniper. Well, even better. Yeah. Um, but uh, the there is some noise. It's not significant, though. I, I would call it like background like background ambient noise like you'll hear the clink 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 of the metal plates and the shh, shh of that like metal skirt behind the heartless as it like paces the bridge clearly its orders were like to hold this position um yeah so so zyanova looks at you and says do you think you can hit the shot hit the bell on the edge so it clinks rather than dongs You hit it dead on, and that's going to make a noise that will not be that they would not normally hear. You make a loud blink. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good it's uh, a good idea. Uh, you are playing. Um, Azuro. Azuro, yeah. Odds are good. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zainova, not nods. She knows you know what you're doing. She's, she's... So, uh, Misha, do you want to make the shot? Like, how do you want to make the shot? Uh, what what action do you want to use? Um, so I'm gonna sneak a little bit away from uh the group. So you know, the sound of the gun going off, uh, is is not gonna bring them down right on top of our heads. Uh, uh, and I'm going to use sharpshooter. Oh, okay. I was gonna ask. I mean, this bell is a significant distance away, but you're like, yeah, I have an alright machine sniper rifle and a sharpshooter. Okay, <laughs> that that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. All right. Uh. So yeah. Uh, that's what we're gonna do. Cool. Uh, so I think. What I'm gonna say is, uh, you're you're gonna fire this and and give me a roll. This roll isn't gonna be whether you hit or not because you're a sharpshooter. You hit the bell. Right. Um, this is a roll to see how well the you you actually split them, right? Okay. Because there is a chance that the undead are just like, cool the bell rang. Let's go uh, where that shot came from. You know, so like you might just get the unit on you. Uh, or they might split in half and like some of them may go after bell or all of them may go after bell. I don't know. So uh, why don't you why don't you give me a give me a roll? Uh, it's gonna be risky, and uh, let's see what kind of outcome this this ends up being. Uh, oh. Any particular skill? Well, uh, action. Uh, you you tell me. It, technically, the players declare okay. the two that I can see being most likely here are either shoot, um, which you'll you'll have a slightly like worse you know like position or whatever. But like the one like when you deceive. Or distract people usually will sway um so like either either or is fine like if you tell me like i want to use shoot to distract him i'll be like yeah you explain your plan it's pretty reasonable uh you're probably sweat. better at shoot i know you start with two shoot yeah, yeah. I, I i also i have eh. <laughs> yeah, sure we'll go shoot go for it uh you want to push yourself because i believe the ability that you picked is a push ability right 
I can push myself to do one of the following. Make a range distract at this extreme distance beyond what's normal for reference. I can talk weapon. So if you do that, you'll get plus 1D and you'll be able to like hit a bell tower that's like across the river. Okay. No problem. Nice. Uh, so risky mm-hmm. and effect? Uh, we'll say standard for now. Right. You get a 4 to 5, that may, may, may put you in a bit of a position, but we'll see. Alright, 4 to 5. Uh, so here's the good news, you do it. Here's the bad news, you don't do it super great. Uh, so I think what I'm going to say is uh, you managed to distract the the, the unit, uh, but the Heartless that's on the bridge, like the moment the shot rings out, right? Like there's that ding and you actually see some of its troops like be like, and start turning. Uh, but it's, its head like immediately swings like through the mist and everything, like right where the shot came from. To get like reach down and like let loose uh, like those chains that are on its hips and the hounds like dash forward um so uh we're gonna deal with you here in a second we're gonna switch the rest of the group that unit above just like takes off some of them are going left some of them are going right where they're not going is right on top of you what do you folks want to do we're taking our sniper's lead and we're we're going forward i mean we're not gonna gonna waste this i think that the plan changes though if they bolt then we're just gonna you know, hoof it over those bodies, right? We're going to stay in the water, but we don't need to do this intricate, like, real slow dig through body if they've all if they've all bailed. I think we're just going to swim up to them and then climb over them. Rather, it sounds like a maneuver. I think so. Yeah. I mean, you get to declare the action. I'm just inferring from your fictional description. Yeah, it just seems more applicable that we can go faster now that we don't. That's have fine. Uh, if you wanted to have somebody like wreck through them, that that, that makes sense. If you want to try and scout to be all sneaky, that's also possible. I was just I was just trying to figure out exactly how maneuver. Okay, uh, yeah. group maneuver. Uh, so I believe. Uh, so the rules are: uh, you, if the officer is having a group action with the rookies, then either of the rookies may champion for the squad. And just so instead of picking up stress for everybody, you only pick up stress for the squad once. Uh, so whichever one of you rookies has a better maneuver uh, should should be the. Uh, it's called yeah. the corporal rule. You should be the corporal for the squad for the moment. Yeah, who's playing who? Like I know we we know the specialist roles, but um, great question. Right. <laughs> There's there's five grinning ravens. You're gonna mm-hmm. play. Each gonna play one of them. We should we should. Um, I think all we know about them is their heritages. Right. Yeah. I think I want to play the alright rookie. Okay. I'll take one of the panyar. Awesome. Uh, gray wafting smoke. Ooh, that's an awesome name. Yeah. Yeah, right. Thank you, Yuja. <laughs> uh, why don't you stat that Panyar out real quick, and maybe maybe yep. they're gonna be good at uh, what? Uh, what what do I get to do with stats? Whatever you, you want. Uh, you, uh, the rookie rules are the same as as uh, any other creation rules. Uh, you select a heritage. You get two heritage traits. Uh, you're gonna get four dots to put wherever you want, and then you're ready for action. Tweet. Rookies all start with maneuver, so feeling good. Well, they start with one dot of maneuver. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't start with any dots. uh, And you get an ability. And if you want more dots, you can always take uh, Jack of all trades. If you want something else, Uh, rookies have great abilities. They do. Rookies start with a dot in skirmish, maneuver, and sway. They do. 
I will tell you that having some scout on this mission may not be the worst idea in the world. Yes. Probably not. <laughs> all right. I'm going through and just changing them all to be, because by default, they have nothing yep. in their playbook. So, oh, sorry, did it. You just. Uh oh. Now my thing looks all weird. And you right, if you close it and reopen it, it should just work. Okay. okay. And you said they start with one maneuver? Uh, you don't have to do that part. It, it'll rookie, as soon as you type in rookie, it puts in one skirmish, one maneuver, one sway. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, that, and then you get to add four more. Hey, right. Look at that. Uh, and we get one ability, special yes. ability? Yep. The only one you can't take right away is not a rookie anymore because you are a rookie. I know. So uh, looking in the book, I'm going to go with the criminal template for this rookie. You know, okay, that sounds good. Oh, Using oh, templates oh. for the book is highly recommended. Yeah. <laughs> it is a quick and efficient way to make a character. Yes, it is. Awesome. So what are you taking dots in? Uh, he'll have uh, two in scout. One okay. more in sway, making a sway two. Okay, cool. One in shoot. And then he has hard knocks. All right, what's hard knocks do? Mark two XP, XP if you anything. take harm. Take level two harm. Okay, there we go. And you gave him uh, Traveler and Shrewd? Right, Shrewd is a plus one die to insight, insight res uh, resist. Okay, cool. I have to remember that. And uh, traveler fast and quiet in normal load. Nice. And so I guess that means he's he's effectively load, he's effectively he's in light fast load. and quiet. All right. Uh, how about you, Jen? How's our? Uh... I have no idea. Um, I was looking for the book, and now I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm distracted. Um, I'm just gonna put dots in because. That makes sense to me. I'm gonna do a scout. I'm gonna do a wreck. I am gonna do uh, tinker. And I'm gonna do another scout because that seems helpful. Okay. And then for ability. Um, oh, I'm totally taking ready for anything. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all you have to do for this character, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I was, I was banking on. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna revise a little. I'm gonna retcon myself a tiny bit. I was banking on on rookies that were more hustlers and less sneakers. So oh, sorry. No, that's fine. It's all good. We're going to stick with this. So instead of hustling over, we're going to be very carefully picking our way through, looking, watching the uh, watching the squads, and as soon as they move, then we're going to be signaling to each other and move over you know, a couple at a time, uh, and we're going to scout instead because we got a bunch of good scouts. I think both, I think both actions still make sense. All right. Uh, you're leading the group action, Sean? I am. All right. Everyone throw some... Uh... Some scout dice. Got so many characters. 
Uh, what's our position in effect? Uh, risky standard. It feels uh, you'll understand the risk here in a hot second. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking slightly askance because I'm wondering if uh, our sniper just did a setup action for us to improve, to improve that. Uh, the risk is not coming from the people on the bridge. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Is it coming from the dead people we're climbing over? <laughs> I don't know. Roll good. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I will neither confirm nor deny that fact. All right. Here we go. I got a six. Nice. So there. Good job. <laughs> I'm just rolling. Yeah, right. Saving the day with the sneaky rookie. Uh, I did not get a six. You did not. <laughs> I'm stressing myself out climbing over these bodies. Well, you're about to be super stressed. We'll see how the rookies save you. And uh, the position was risky, right? Yeah. Yeah, the best way to handle the obstacles. Roll real good. Exactly. Just okay. Awesome. So Jay doesn't provide stress. You stress yourself out. But let me tell you why you're stressed out. And then Jay and uh, Jen will, will tell us how they saved the day. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Sean, are you first up yeah. that, that yeah. wall of bodies? Yeah, I lead from the front, right? Awesome. Yeah, so... which you do until <laughs> one of the hands inside the wall grabs your leg. Mm. And then you see several of the bodies being like, <gasps> like head and right for you, right? Like yeah. zombie movie stuff. And, yeah. and the water is lapping on your legs. You're trying not to scream. <laughs> There's bodies reaching for you half asleep, like... Are you I'm, delicious? Um, I've got my shield on my back and I'm trying to like get it off so I can like use the like shield. Tied but, it's on. Like, but it's like tied on and I'm like, and I can't quite get to it. And I'm on top of bodies and I'm now afraid that any of them are just going to come alive. And yeah, it is <laughs> definitely like retching underwater. Um, like, Jay, no. Jen, how do you save the commander from this awful predicament? Jay, you should roll yes. one more die in case you, you, because you you roll maneuver, but your scout is too. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, not I, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I what I want to do is I want to smart start like take something heavy and start smacking the limbs of the dead people who are grabbing at uh, the right. officer. Yeah. Um, because. Yeah, like I mean, the dead still have muscles and bones, right? They like, do. You can, you did can... you bring? Uh, did you bring a soldier's kit or a or, or a cooking kit or something? Uh, sure. I hadn't picked anything out yet, so you should. Uh, it's okay, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I I would have brought a cooking kit. I think for sure. Awesome. So you can totally slice through some tendons with like a giant chef's knife that mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't use to cook again with, but you know. Nope. Yep. I mean, uh, if we need a fire to clean it, there's plenty of them. Awesome. So yeah, so 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 you know, you're you're just quietly, like 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 a ghost, you're pulling the commander and just <laughs> cutting arms like the tendons out of these arms, like at the elbow. Oh, I like I like that it's like not like a swift. It's not like a like a quick action either. It's like sawing away. Like I'm sitting there getting pulled under, and you're like, I got you. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's gotta take take some time. So, so Jen, I have to know, how does this remind you of cooking? Oh God. <laughs> It doesn't oh. remind me of cooking. It reminds me of butchering, okay. which is a thing that my family did, right? Awesome, good to and know. I, I have like cut up cows 
and you can, you can totally put that as a note in your in your I character will, bio. I'm just saying, I just became yeah. a vegetarian. Like anatomy, <laughs> not that different from a human's anatomy. Just putting I mean, it out. When it comes to muscles and things, yeah. I mean, the joints are roughly the same. Just you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Awesome. So you folks are gonna you folks are gonna get right through. Um, you you managed to save your officer from being slowly clutched and held underwater by undead. Yeah. Because uh, they don't have to they, they don't have to do anything terrifying. They just got to hold you, and that's right. the whole plan. Right. It's, uh, just, it's just to hold on until. But your uh, your unit gets past this risky engagement roll. Good job. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Zainova looks to. Uh, <laughs> Marchness, Flavia, oh my goodness, I, I can't, your whole name isn't in the, um... Yeah. Tirana. Flavia Tirana. Tirana, yeah, Tirana. Uh, and she looks as you're like cutting away at this thing and it's like, equal, <laughs> it's like, you can't tell whether she's looking in horror at the <laughs> zombie holding onto her foot or the deafness by which you saw through its tendons. Mm. But Both, both is good. But both, both is a thing. when 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 she is free and scrambles over, she the look changes from horror to incredible thanks. You know, her eyes go very mm-hmm. thankful. Awesome. So uh Misha, let's yeah. uh yeah. zoom in on your 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 character here. And uh I'm sorry I have to be a little lean here. Uh no worries. So I think that most like you see that heartless and a couple of the 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 slab covered undead marching at you but they're they're not super scary at you right they're they're on the bridge still they're moving towards you but they're moving at like a walking pace they're not like you know booking in some way that your life is in jeopardy on the other hand uh the things that 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 the undead released off of those those chains the 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 undead that had their eyes sewn shut uh they they released this this horrifying baying sound and they're running on all fours uh booking at you at some like pretty impressive velocity as a matter of fact like when they they turn they come off the bridge like one of them like jumps and like takes like four or three steps sideways on a building you know it's one of those classic shots where there's smoke you see some cinders and you see these things leaping and like you you see the actual like pieces of smoke like leaving little swirls in their wake uh, how, how are you dealing with this uh, coming at you? Are you going to just like drop weapons and run? Are you going to try and shoot them? What's the, what's the plan here? Um, well, you don't drop your gun. It's, it's of course not. You're a sniper. Yes. <laughs> that's like a dead not, No, uh, That's like, you know, bad, bad, bad luck. Um, uh, how far away are they? Uh, they're, I, you, you, I would say like maybe... 50 feet like like it's not it's not they're not on top of you but they're closing distance fast like it's it's a question of seconds it's not a second but it's like you know that we're not talking like minutes of time here okay uh so then yeah i i probably don't have time to shoot them all so i'm gonna run and try to to scurry up to a higher position from which I can then shoot them. All right, sounds plausible. Uh, so is what I'm hearing a maneuver roll? Uh, yeah, probably. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so you're, you're, you're scanning some buildings. Uh, are, are you looking for like a building like to, to jump up like through a window or are you looking for like a lamppost? What's the, what's the plan here? Something they're less likely to be able to climb. Uh, so- Can you give me a suggestion? Um, 
ideally it would be like hey there's like three hops and i'm on a roof kind of thing but you gotta like be able to make those three hops like if you can make the hops they can make the hops is the problem um not if i knock the hops over as i'm going so like a rickety set of 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 uh barrels that if i you know as i'm going this is gonna screw them up and and or knock a ladder over or there we go we're looking for a ladder that i'm then gonna knock over so they can't climb up after me uh yeah you 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 totally see uh some rainwater barrels that might allow you to get to a roof um that you know might might buy you a, a a couple seconds they'll probably find an alternate path up but you can definitely kick the barrel over as you go up that sound fair? Sure. All uh, right. Awesome. So risky stared. Yeah. Might get desperate here in a hot second. Um. Puns intended. Yeah. All right. Do I want to push myself? I mean, worst case scenario, you're going to have to make a desperate shoot. That might be where you want to push yourself. Just saying. Yeah. Three. That's a failure. Yep. Uh, it's fine. Uh, you don't you don't die or anything. I think you, you jump on a barrel and you like jump up to the roof and you kick the barrel out and you know, you land, you tuck, you roll, you come up, you're bringing your sniper rifle out and then you watch the first one of them just like jump all fours, like, the, the fingers, like, latch into the wall and it just, like, leaps off and lands on the roof next to you. Second one is coming up the pad, but you're just like, I had a plan. It didn't quite work out. Nope. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, you're staring at this thing and it's, like, feet away. What do you plan to do? Uh, shoot it in the face. Awesome. Uh, so, you, you lever your sniper rifle, you uh, get your sights in, you see this thing jump, and we should take a break. Nice. Clever. Awesome. I watched the time. See how this goes. All right. We'll be back in a few. Oh, it was so much fun to play Zainova again. I I really love this officer uh, sending her into the unending haze, uh, having to, to ford the river into Carlsberg and, of course, go over the dam of bodies you know our cautious advance uh made made more possible by the sniper but then of course uh you know contessa victoria uh puts herself in danger to to let us advance so we'll see what happens there uh we ended that session with her pinned on top of a building chased down by a bunch of hounds um yeah yeah that was as a player and as a character i was i was nervous when she split up uh, so we'll find out next session how how she does. Uh, it was great to meet some of the Ravens, uh, Grey Wafting Smoke and uh, and Marcianus Flavia Terana, uh, who in this session uh, we learned was a butcher, and uh, we learned it's just like cows, uh, which is a little a little scary. So uh, anyway, Flavia and and Grey continue to be. Uh, fantastic characters that just sort of grow with us through the rest of, of the story. Um, so next session, we'll find out how we actually uh, complete the mission. Uh, stay with us. <laughs>